Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 135. During the third probation, the Lord gave me to understand that I should offer myself to him so that he could do with me as he pleased. I was to remain standing before him as a victim offering. At first I was quite frightened, as I felt myself to be so utterly miserable and knew very well that this was the case. I answered the Lord once again, I am misery itself. How can I be a hostage for others? You do not understand this today. Tomorrow, during your adoration, I will make it known to you. My heart trembled, as did my soul. So deeply did these words sink into my soul. The word of God is living. When I came to the adoration, I felt my, within my soul that I had entered the temple of the living God, whose majesty is great and incomprehensible. And he made known to me what even the purest spirits are in his sight. Although I saw nothing externally, God's presence pervaded me. At that very moment, my intellect was strangely illumined. A vision passed before my eyes of my soul. It was like the vision Jesus had in the Garden of Olives. First, the physical sufferings and all the circumstances that would increase them. Then, the full scope of the spiritual sufferings and those that no one would know about. Everything entered into the vision. False suspicions, loss of good name. I've summarized it here, but this knowledge was already so clear that what I went through later on was in no way different from what I had known in that moment. My name is to be sacrifice. When the vision ended, a cold sweat bathed my forehead. Jesus made it known to me that even if I did not give my consent to this, I could still be saved, and he would not lessen his graces, but would still continue to have the same intimate relationship with me, so that even if I did not consent to make this sacrifice, God's generosity would not lessen thereby. And the Lord gave me to know that the whole mystery depended on me, on my free consent to the sacrifice given with full use of my faculties. In this free and conscious act lies the whole power and value before his majesty. Even if none of these things for which I offered myself would ever happen to me, before the Lord everything was as though it had already been consummated. At that moment I realized I was entering into communion with the incomprehensible majesty. I felt that God was waiting for my word, for my consent. Then my spirit immersed itself in the Lord, and I said, Do with me as you please. I subject myself to your will. As of today, your holy will shall be my nourishment, and I will be faithful to your commands with the help of your grace. Do with me as you please. I beg you, O Lord, be with me at every moment of my life. Suddenly, when I had consented to the sacrifice with all my heart and all my will, God's presence pervaded me. My soul became immersed in God and was inundated with such happiness that I cannot put in writing even the smallest part of it. 
I felt that his majesty was enveloping me. I was extraordinarily fused with God. I saw that God was well pleased with me, and reciprocally, my spirit drowned itself in him. Aware of this union with God, I felt I was especially loved, and in turn I loved with all my soul. A great mystery took place during that adoration, a mystery between the Lord and myself. It seemed to me that I would die of love at the sight of his glance. I spoke much with the Lord without uttering a single word, and the Lord said to me, You are the delight of my heart. From today on, every one of your acts, even the very smallest, will be a delight to my eyes, whatever you do. At that moment, I felt trans-consecrated. My earthly body was the same, but my soul was different. God was now living in it with the totality of his delight. This is not a feeling, but a conscious reality that nothing can obscure. The third probation was the fulfillment, was fulfilled in the novitiate house. It was the immediate preparation for the uh, perpetual vows in the congregation. And Jesus was asking St. Faustina's total surrender to his will so that he could help her to grow in holiness. In her special vocation as a victim soul, he wanted her to be ready to offer any type of sacrifice or suffering for the conversion of others. She thought little of herself, so she didn't understand how her self-offering could be beneficial to others. In the chapel, Jesus gave Faustina a preview of all the ways that she would have to suffer, much like Jesus saw his own sufferings in the Garden of Gethsemane before his passion. Her life would become a sacrifice, a self-offering to God. She was very nervous, but she understood that God awaited her consent. God wanted to include her in his plan to save others because of his love for her. It reminds me of the Annunciation of Mary and God awaiting Mary's consent. She writes, Even if none of these things for which I offered myself would ever happen to me, before the Lord everything was as though it had already been consummated. What does this mean? Well, the important act is Faustina's consent. Like Jesus' surrender to God's will in Gethsemane, the actual suffering was simply the playing out of the consent. Sometimes we see the martyrs were so caught up in God's love that they didn't even notice their own pain and suffering during the actual martyrdom. The hard part is the surrender, the giving consent. Uh, St. Faustina's reflection on being so immersed in God and God dwelling in her reminds us of what Jesus said before his passion in the Gospel of John, how God the Father and he will come to dwell in us and we will dwell in God. It's a great mystery, but it seemed that St. Faustina was living out that mystery because of her surrender, her openness. And St. Faustina did surrender. She did say yes, and she did receive many, many graces from God. And so we know that with God, graces, all is possible. But as Jesus says in uh, the Gospel of John, in the passage about the vine and the branches, without me, you can do nothing. But with me, all things are possible. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. 
If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.